Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The biggest winners and losers from week four of the NFL season, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to talk winners and losers from Sunday's game. But first, of course, it's a week during the 2022 fantasy football season, which means there were some injuries and some pretty significant ones uh, at the running back position, especially on Sunday. Jonathan Taylor suffered an ankle injury, potentially the dreaded high ankle sprain that we've seen. I mean, you're usually talking about a multi-week absence, and oftentimes guys just don't look the same coming back from that injury. You know, Saquon Barkley is one, I think, back in uh, his second season, had a high ankle sprain that really wrecked him for a while. Um, so that's a concern. And then obviously, potentially even more concerning, Javante Williams suffered what Ian Rappaport is reporting is a serious knee injury in Sunday's game, obviously. That's a concern. It's especially concerning because in both cases, these teams play on Thursday night. It's Broncos and Colts on Thursday night. So I think it's very unlikely we're going to see either Jonathan Taylor or Javante Williams this week. And I mean, what do you think the the Colts are going to do at running back if they're missing Jonathan Taylor? This offense, kind of a mess right now. Yeah, Naeem Hines is rostered in 75% of leagues. So he's available in shallower leagues. What do I think they're going to do? I don't think they're going to have a very good run game. I think I'd pr- pick up Mike Boone over, well, I'd pick up Hines first, but yeah, pick up Mike Boone over any option like a Philip Lindsay or something in Indianapolis. I'm not super optimistic about anybody there, and I just don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to go throw the ball a little bit more. This might be a boost for, for uh, Michael Pittman, and maybe Alec Pierce is a guy that we go get on waivers. He's had a couple good games in a row. Chris, I, I, I think it's a guessing game right now. Uh, and they don't have great options. They'll probably sign someone for some depth and have a bad running game, quite frankly, and this is probably a backfield to avoid, although I I do think Hines, this will help. This will be obviously a boost to Hines, and he might even work his way into number two running back territory. Yeah, I think low-end RB2 in in PPR. I'm not expecting like 15 carries from him, but maybe eight to 10 carries, five targets is what you're hoping for from Naeem Hines. The Broncos, I mean, we thought this was a, an obvious situation, that Melvin Gordon had a role in the offense, which we've seen the first four weeks of the season, but then he was going to be a you know, potential top 12 running back if something happened to Javante Williams, but he kind of got benched in this one. And you know, after a fumble that led to a t- directly to a touchdown, Mike Boone didn't exactly cover himself with glory. Three carries for 20 yards, had two pivotal – I would say one pivotal drop and one that he probably could have caught on the last drive as the Broncos lost. And yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know how much of Mike Boone's role in week four was just punishment for the fumble, whether Melvin Gordon can earn the trust back, but you're not going to be willing to start him as a top 15 option. Like we thought you would be if Javante Williams had to miss time. So not yet. It's a concern, but, but one good performance in that. Team. Right. Right. Or Hey, a couple of good quotes from the coaches. Right you know, on Monday, you know, what saying, "Hey, he's our guy." Are they turning it over to Mike Boone? I don't think so. I, yeah. I think, I think Boone, you got to get though, because yep, he first absolutely. of all, he's one injury away, and and secondly, I think he's going to have kind of a similar role to Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to have yep. uh, twelve to fifteen touches, perhaps. They really uh, like him. 
yeah, I think uh, I think you got to get Boone, you know, at least uh, in a deeper league. All right, let's move on to some winners and losers from Sunday's action now that we're done with those two big injuries. Obviously, there were other injuries. Brian Hoyer left the game. You can go to cbssports.com slash fantasy for a full recap of the injuries and check listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today from Sunday night. But, Adam, give me a, a winner from week four. Josh Jacobs started in 70% of CBS Sports Leagues, 144 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and five catches. You know, you can... You can look at a good game from a running back, a good rushing game, and say, all right, this probably isn't going to happen many more times. This is what happens when you're a lead running back. You have some really good games. But it's the work in the passing game, two straight games with uh, five catches, and that's encouraging. And we'll have to take a you know a deeper look at routes and third down. Maybe you have that. But it's just at least it's encouraging that he's being used in that way. Don't know if it will stick, but Jacobs is at least someone you don't have to run away from. Um, I do think there's a sell-high opportunity here if anybody's really loving him. But he's obviously a guy that's a, at least a solid start at RB2. Yeah, I think he's like the 15th best running back in fantasy. But hey, that's that's still pretty valuable. I'm going to go with Jared Goff as a winner. I feel like I might just not be giving him enough credit. I don't think Jared Goff is a great quarterback. But I thought the Lions offense was going to struggle today. Without him on Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, and DeAndre Swift. And they struggled to start the game. But they eventually got going. They're giving him a ton of time to be comfortable. He's not getting pressured. And I just, I think the situation that he's in in Detroit is pretty good. So Jared Goff, given how few good quarterbacks there are out there, he's going to be in the starting discussion every week. It looks like, uh, let's get a loser from you for week four. Yeah. I'll say Antonio Gibson, 13 carries, 49 yards, three catches, 14 yards. He has a good role, not a great role. He basically needs to score. And that mm-hmm. role might be going away because Brian Robinson could be back next week. And, I don't know that Robinson's going to be so great, but I just don't see how this is anything but bad for Antonio Gibson. When are you When are you going to trust Antonio Gibson? He might be someone you're cutting in a few weeks. Yeah, three-way running back split and a Carson Wentz-led offense doesn't exactly inspire confidence. Uh, I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman as a loser this week. Um, he had an opportunity for a big play. There was one. Lamar Jackson maybe overthrew him a little bit, but it was on a slant that Rashad Bateman, if he had caught it, might have been able to take to the house, which is – pretty much all he's done this season. He's had like a 45-yard play every single week leading up to week four, and we saw what happens when he didn't hit the big play. That's not to say that you can't use Rashad Bateman moving forward. It's just to say that there are going to be weeks when the big plays aren't there, and he's going to struggle. He's not going to be a consistently productive guy. He's a boomer bus wide receiver three. So I think this just kind of confirms that for me, and that's going to do it for winners and losers from week four for more obviously we're gonna have a ton on the injuries to javante williams and jonathan taylor in the coming days on fantasy football today in five and the full episode of fantasy uh, uh, full episodes of fantasy football today in your podcast feed so we'll see you next time take care now streaming on paramount plus you ready bob well, all right. audiences are raving bob marley is electrifying it's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.